What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Before we begin, be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, we're at Dabbling and Dribbling. And if you have thoughts about how we're doing, uh, want to leave us some comments, be sure to do that. And also rate us at Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear what you think. Um, hopefully some positive stuff. If not, we're we're here to listen. You can also hit us up on the DMs. <laughs> oh my lord. Obnoxious. All right. <laughs> um, Alex really wants some DMs, so feel free to DM him um, on Dabbling and Dribbling. All right. Now that we're done with business, let's get on to this show because it's going to be lit. <laughs> What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. <laughs> that was good. Hey. How are you, bud? You can't see this, but I pointed at the mic when I said hey. Yes, on our new mics. Well, mic. Whatever. Yeah. It's, We're ha- it's a thing. We're working on our sound, call- sound quality. Yeah. It's a nice mic. <laughs> it is. It's very sexy. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm really tired, but I'm, like, making it work. Why are you tired? Because it's, like, been busy. Like, life oh. is busy. Right. You know, mm. I'm having busyness in life. I knew what that was uh, four days ago uh-huh. before I went on vacation. Oh. Now I'm on vacation. Uh-huh. Why are you hanging out with me if you're on vacation? So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend I don't know what's going on, yeah. but I actually do. <laughs> so the cruise that was supposed to happen. Right. You were supposed to go on a cruise with mom and dad. I didn't make this public. I don't think I told anyone. No. I was planning to go to a cruise. I was just going to get on this boat and... Sail to Bermuda. And that's not a sailboat. It was like a cruise boat. I was going to say, it like, had a motor. Were, you were going to sail? <laughs> it was a, so we were going to go out from New Jersey mm-hmm. out to Bermuda. I was very excited about yeah. this. And then the cruise company called as my parents landed at the airport and they said, hey, you know what? That hurricane is coming and we don't Maria, want to part of that. Maria. Yeah, what do you do with a problem like Maria? <laughs> oh, She's ooh. been a problem. She's been a problem. So it was going to be right in the path and they mm-hmm. said we don't want anyone to get hurt. So good news and bad news. Bad news, we're not going to Bermuda. Cool. Good news, cruise is still on. We're just rerouting it. To where? Where? Nova Scotia. Oh, that's different. We'll stop halfway in Portland, Maine, and then make our way to Nova Scotia. Can you snorkel in Nova Scotia? I don't think so. Don't think so? Oh, don't know what I'm going to do with my flippy floppies and my goggles. So I said, I don't think so. And so no cruise this time around, and we will do this another time. So I'm here in New York still. Um, I'm happy I'm not shipwrecked. I'm happy I'm not uh, stranded on an island because of a hurricane. And it's done so much worse to many other people in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. um, and our thoughts and prayers are with them. Um, so yeah, my vacation got ruined, but it's not the end of the world. No, you're I safe. Will, like, I will yeah. sail another day. How was mom and dad? They were here for a couple of days, mom right? Mom and dad were great. They enjoyed their time, took them for a Chinese food, went to dim sum for Ooh. the first time. They'd never been to dim sum. Did they like it? Yeah, but I took them to Jing Fong, so mm-hmm. it was like a sensory overload. Uh. And so stuff was just coming in like all over the place just machine gun style left and right and you were just like do i want that do i not want that Mm -hmm. what is that that's slimy or that's whatever Mm -hmm. um texture this flavor that so it was a lot but they enjoyed it that's awesome but yeah Mm. i am glad that i stayed here though because if i were on a boat without wi-fi 
Which, did you know it costs extra to get Wi-Fi on a boat? I sure didn't. I figured. I figured everything costs 21st extra. 21st century. I can't <laughs> believe we're paying. Anyway, it's like saying we don't have toilets in all the rooms, but if you pay extra. You have point, a toilet. <laughs> at this point, Wi-Fi. At this point, yeah, Wi-Fi is wi-fi equivalent is to toilet. running water. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, I need Wi-Fi to go on the internet when I go to the toilet. Yeah. I went, yes, exactly. I mean, just like on a very basic level. (laughs) That took you a second, by the way. Yeah, it was awesome. I appreciate that. (laughs) But I would have missed all of the glory, all of the things, the the debauchery and the things that have been happening on this land. The epicness. Oh my goodness. I'm glad I've been here for this. I mean, so... I mean, we have a lot to talk about, and we say that every single time, but this this week is going to be pretty exciting just because 45 is a hot-ass mess. He takes up both sections of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, both sections. It's wild. So we'll talk about him, like, at the end, uh, like, before we transition into the dribbling sure, section. Sure. Um, but let's talk about a few things. Yeah. Um, so did you watch the Emmys last Sunday? I didn't even know they were happening until they were over. Uh, <laughs> This is because, you know, that rock that you're living under. Mm-hmm. How much did you pay for that rock? Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Did it depreciate a little? It didn't appreciate. It's come down in value because the mm. previous owner didn't take care of it. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. No, so the Emmys were amazing. And the Emmys in general, like TV in general, is incredibly more diverse and more inclusive than movies and, unfortunately, and other, other forms of uh, moving media, I would say. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what those media are. Like TV, movies, short, like theater, short films, oh, like things yes, like that. Yes. TV just tends to be a little bit more um, diverse, which is always really exciting. Okay. Um, for me, what so there it, diversity was definitely present in the Emmys, um, but we they could always still do better. And the Emmys, um, lead actor in a comedy and directing in a comedy series, two Emmys went to Donald Glover and he was the first African American to win a directing Emmy for a comedy. I am very impressed. Um, and it was for Atlanta, which I have not seen and everyone tells me how good it is. And I, I really need to go watch it. Um, the, then writing for a comedy series, Aziz Ansari and Lena Waithe for master of none, Lena Waithe. Um, I don't know if you saw the episode that, um, that, uh, that they won for was essentially the episode where Lena talks about her coming out story to mm-hmm. her to her mom and things like that and wow. she was the fir- she was the first black woman to win in a writing for an, for a comedy series in this day and age we still have a lot of firsts happening okay. um, yeah mm-hmm. and then my boo my, the love of my life um, Riz Ahmed won lead actor for a limited series TV movie for the night of I don't I'm not familiar. Oh my God, how do you not know him? How why would I know him? You know that's right. That's a fair point. (laughs) I don't know why I say stupid things like this. (laughs) Was he in the yogurt commercial? Uh, Nope. I don't understand. (laughs) Um, Riz Ahmed. I don't know. I mean, I need you to just Google him and see his picture. All right. Um, he's the first South Asian man to win an Oscar. I mean, not Oscar, an Emmy in this area. Um, because I think Aziz won for writing last year, but for acting specifically um he's one the night of is a is a hbo like series a limited series a mini series that ha- talked about um a a middle eastern south asian man uh, it's riz r-i-z um and just kind of a murder that happened and how he was 
may be guilty, may be framed, and just kind of Islamophobia and all these things kind of around it. So um, it's, it was hard for me to watch just because I'm really tired of brown people being depicted as terrorists or like terrorist adjacent um, in a lot of films. But he's also an MC. He's an amazing rapper. He was in the... I'm trying to think. I've seen him, but I don't know why I've seen him. He was in a movie with, um, oh my gosh, what's, who's the girl from Slumdog Millionaire? Frida Pinto. Yeah. They were in a movie together where they were banging a lot in that movie. I haven't seen it. I've seen her. I'll check the movie later. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. The Night of, yes. Jason Bourne. Oh, Jason Bourne. At the most recent sh- Jason Bourne, I, I think. might have seen. Oh, yeah. Nightcrawler. I didn't see Nightcrawler, but I saw mm-hmm. previews. Um, okay. He's been in quite a bit. Yeah, he's been. And he's doing. He's British. Um, oh, he's a Brit. He's a Brit, and every time he speaks, I just want him oh, to continue talking to me. A TV movie called Brits. He was in. <laughs> yes, and he was also British. Quite he charming. is British, um, and he's so charming. But anyway, it's really cool to see all these brown and black faces doing and bodies doing really well. Um, someone asked Issa Rae in the red carpet, "You know, who are you rooting for?" And she just basically goes, "Everyone that's black." <laughs> and I was like, permanent mood permanent mood if you're a person of color if you have any melanin in your skin i'm rooting for you (laughs) i'm rooting for you to do well um but i will have to be critical and say there was a lot of uh lots of there wasn't any i think there was only one latinx person that Mm -hmm. identifies as latino or latina or latinx um but i think it was in the creative emmys not in the like the big main stage emmys so there wasn't any um person of color in the latinx community that won which i that's disappointing um but it was cool to see mm. at least some representation the, those are the those are the like the yeah. few people that i was just like really stoked to the ball is moving down the field yeah but it doesn't mean that we can't be like you know yeah let's put more more money and stuff out there for more inclusive sure uh, storytelling so that's the thing that's happening um i know we talked about this before but kevin hart kevin hart that man I, I know a basic blurb headline of what I think we're talking about. What, are, what do you think Film, we're talking about? He cheated on his wife. Yeah. And then he did a public apology. On Instagram. On the gram. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know which platform, but he basically outlined. Um, I didn't see it. I didn't hear about it. I just heard that he did it. I imagine it was something a lot like, so I cheated. I messed up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. And... I'm sorry. Just, it's kind of like that. Is it more sincere? It, it's seeming like the Are way people that people believing the... I don't know. So like we've talked about it before with cheating because there were just recent in the mo- one of the most recent podcasts that we had, we talked about how he was like in a car with a girl and it just looked fishy. Um, this is apparently like there's video of like in the boudoir of them getting it on. Um, the, when you say boudoir, the bed. That's okay. That's why I thought you meant. Right. Um, like the bedroom hotel, wherever they were at. Okay. Um, it was bugged. It was bugged, whether by the girl. the The girl is saying that she didn't do it, um, but by somebody. Um, essentially, he goes on Instagram for like a minute, speaking on. Um, he basically says, I simply got to do better, but I'm also not going to allow a person to have financial gain over my mistakes. In this particular situation, that's what was attempted, and I've said uh, I'd rather fess up to my mistakes. So he essentially someone's doesn't trying to blackmail him. Someone tried to extort him for money. Very nice. Um, his wife is super pregnant. Uh, 
the FBI apparently is involved um, because of it's an extortion situation. Um, the girl, the alleged girl, um, who apparently extorted him, um, is has lawyers around and said like, "I'm not a stripper. I'm not a prostitute. I'm not." what Kevin Hart is. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't do this. Um, But I don't know. I mean, it's cheating. And his wife is very pregnant, and I feel really bad. But it's been rumored that she got Kevin Hart because he cheated on his ex-wife with her. She denied it, which means it probably happened. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That sounds reasonable. Um, you know, not a good situation. But, no, there's uh, babies sh- involved. Yeah, but children. the baby's not here right now. No, like Kevin Hart's two kids. He oh, two yeah, kids sure. With the, yeah, I mean, like, there's children but involved. But there are other... It sucks that men have this f- framework mm-hmm. mindset, uh, psychosis uh, complex mm-hmm. to do this sort of activity. But, you know, when I'm looking at a Kevin Hart who's at the top of his game, and a virile young man who's thinking, if I only get one chance at life, this is what I want. Everything and all. So he wants the wife, he wants the family, and he wants multiple sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. And I just see where in his mind, the temptation just... I'm not saying it was right. But right. I'm saying if I were in that position, it might be tempting also. No, I mean, I think about if I was in that position, would I want to sleep around i mean it's more risky for me because i could get pregnant but i mean it's risky anyway like disease you know and like yeah he could get someone pregnant too but then it wouldn't show on him it would just come out if someone were to say something right i don't know i just it's some there's a saying that like you lose him how you get him like which is yeah which is a i've never heard that but that's true yeah you like he cheated on his wife to be with you and Nico and like I don't want to blame things on Aniko like I don't know what their life and marriage like maybe they do have an open marriage maybe they do have whatever and like he calls her his rib which is a, you I know the Adam and Eve rib thing from from the Bible um, and people are hella messed up because they're like well even with ribs you get two sides <laughs> and I <laughs> I read that on Twitter and I lost my bananas. I was like, uh, I hate Twitter slash uh, that was perfect. Oh, nice. Right. <laughs> that was like bring the McRib back. When <laughs> <laughs> you say rib, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah, that's I think of, I I don't even like McRib. I've never I've tried never, it, but it looks it's, gross. It's been a decade since I've had one. Does it even exist anymore? I don't think they ever bring it back. Yeah, they bring it back once a year. Maybe twice maybe. if they're feeling like it. I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I mean, there's really nothing else to say, but he got caught red handed essentially. And he made a public apology on Instagram just like that. Oh gosh. You know, I used to, when I was a younger man, I used to think that if I were cheated on, I would leave that person and never come back. And now I have, (laughs) uh, well, sure. And I think if you have the ability to do that, great. But I think in so many complicated relationships where mm. you're so deeply ingrained yeah. into the, and there's a lot of vested interest in that relationship, uh, it can be hard for, I'm thinking of Kevin Hart's wife in this situation, to say, wow, he publicly embarrassed me. Yeah. And we're about to have this child. She's do like I drop super him? pregnant. Do I drop <sighs> him like so Tiger's bad. wife? Mm-hmm. Or do I stick by him like a Hillary? I don't know. It's a tough decision. It's not as clear cut as I thought it once was. Yeah, I mean, 
and I know that um, Insecure, if you watch it, Merchant. Listen, you just told me several shows that won Emmy Awards and none of them were Insecure. So I gotta get through those. Well, Insecure, Insecure wasn't eligible this year, so. Mm. Well, then I'll wait till next year. Show me I, the hardware. Oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> gotta get to Atlanta. <laughs> do all this other crap. Have you watched Master of None? I've watched the first two episodes. It gets better. Second season's really good. That's uh, every, um, every show. Yeah, no, I mean, Insecure talks about um, how a lot of a lot of women if they have parents who have really good relationships like I think of me like my parents have you know not a perfect relationship but they I at the end of the day can get bet money that they love each other Mm -hmm. and that they care about each other and that they want the best for each other if you told me that my dad cheated on my mom or my mom cheated on my dad I would be devastated I would not know what to do because my my whole notion of who who my parents are Mm -hmm. and their relation what their what their relationship is in a weird way, I put it up on a pedestal, right? Um, knowing that my parents are complex people and have passed, and maybe they've had rough parts in their relationship. Um, but in, in Insecure, they talk about how women often, if they have good, if they have good examples of what a relationship could look like, mm-hmm. and then they find out it, like there's a crack in it. Yeah, it like really messes your brain up, you know. And so, um, I tell my dad every day the reason why I'm still single is because of him, because no one is as good as my dad so yeah. <laughs> you know that's, that's a that's, that's that's a lot that's, yeah he hates it when do, i say that we could do an entire episode around <laughs> that comment um i don't want to all right i just said uh, my therapist already wanted to talk to me <laughs> yeah, about I was it gonna say, how does that make you feel <laughs> Jeez. i i wow i'm coming at it from a different lens yeah totally and we what, what's, talk, what, what, what would what would that lens be well without, in, in a with, sentence without saying too much mm-hmm. i would just say that I view long-term marriage and relationships differently mm-hmm. and especially uh, f- filtering out <sighs> some people put a lot of emphasis on a burning flame of passion and romance mm-hmm. and I don't look it through that lens I don't look it through that lens either yeah but in the sense of... Uh, I got really defensive there. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do that either. <laughs> I, I, it's okay. I would just say it's, for some people, it's uh, you want to have this infatuation phase that lasts for a lifetime. No, I don't think that's realistic at all. I tell people, like, that's I'll give stupid. that thing. That thing, for most people, takes, some people would say, three to four months. Mm-hmm. For me, they got... Two weeks? Six weeks at most. <laughs> oh, that's good. At most, for six you. weeks. Yeah. I can get... Four is usually my average, but right. if the person's like really amazing, I get past it in six weeks. Hmm. And then it's just, who is this person from here to the, on the worst day? And the right. thing, my mom said this um, a long time ago, but I still remember this. She said, whatever little thing that the person does that you, that annoys you, that mm-hmm. just kind of eats at you a little bit, mm-hmm. over time... Uh, that's only going to amplify. Yeah. So just know that what it is now will be bigger later. Right. So if you can put up with it, that's fine. Right. Uh, and that's, I've definitely seen that. Friends of mine have dated people mm-hmm. where I'll meet them for the first time. We're all in the space. I know the most, all the friends in the room except for a few. And then my friend's dating a new guy. I'm like, oh, nice to meet a new guy. I'll mm-hmm. talk to him and right. we'll be very jovial, connect on several things. But then throughout the night, I'll notice, wow, this guy does this little thing or this guy mm-hmm. 
And you're not even dating the person. I'm not dating him. But within a two-hour span, I see how many times this guy needs attention Mm -hmm. from other people. And especially women. Mm -hmm. And so, like, hey, he's ushering her attention. Or Mm -hmm. he's acting out a little bit to get someone else's attention. I'll just tell my friend, hey, seems like a nice guy. I just want to point out to you, it seems like he needs a lot of attention. attention, Mm -hmm. And if you're not the one giving it, I'm going to tell you he's going to get somewhere else. else. (laughs) So I'm just making it Well, I mean, and it comes back down to... um, for me, when I was thinking about specifically Kevin Hart's situation, like, he has this beautiful woman at home. Like, mm-hmm. yes, she's pregnant, and pregnancy just makes everybody weird looking. Sure. Even, like, the most beautiful people. And, and she's bodily. Bo- like, like, it's just, everything is swollen. Yep. Like, everything is swollen. Women, like, ugh, thank you, Mom, for carrying me and my sisters. Can't even understand it. So, like, uh, it clearly is a, fit, like, at least what what I see, it's clearly like physical. I'm this short guy who's like maybe five five, five four or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm dark skinned, and all these women want me because I'm yeah, you know all these. So like, as a as a man, you see some really gorgeous model looking girl kind of throwing themselves at you. Yeah. Your dick gets hard, and you just want to bang yep. everything that you see because yep. you know, well, my wife's at home, she's super pregnant, and like, yeah, she gets me off, but like this girl has a bigger ass or like this, this one is like, I love her lips or like, you know, like whatever. It's like five different, he thinks about it like collecting art. Yeah. He's collecting art. It's just another notch. It's another framed piece on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a secret collection. Yeah. And it doesn't mean he loves, well, it does, it doesn't mean he, I'll say this, Mm -hmm. maybe it means he doesn't love his wife less. Maybe he tells himself that. Right. But it means he loves his life that much more. Yeah. To take those risks. Well, it's also, you know, the 80-20 rule. I, 80% yeah. 80% of what I want is at home. But right. it's 20%. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's tough. He needs attention, that's for sure. No, that that's 1,000% for sure. Yeah. And, that's, and that makes me sad, but. That's tough, man. Um, I just wish him and his family the best because, like, when you have kids involved, I mean, the mm-hmm. ex has said some things like, girl, yeah. don't address anything. Just keep it moving. That's like, hairy. That's it's really gross. Sticky. Super duper gross. But yeah, I mean, there's other things. Apparently, Kylie Jenner is pregnant or allegedly pregnant, but no one is confirming anything. She's 19 years old. Is this the Tyga? Yeah, she, they're gal? no longer together. But it's so it's a not Tyga. Travis Scott is, is allegedly a... the father. A rapper. Okay. A black rapper. He is also... His name's Travis Scott? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that could be a black rapper. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a rapper. Am I mess? Now you're, like, making me question. Travis Scott. I... Is Kylie the one who did the Pepsi commercial? No, that's Kendall. Okay. Again, I mean, I have lots of thoughts about, about Kylie being pregnant, if she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. But at nineteen, not the first, won't be the last. Not, but no. I'll tell you what: if anyone's got the financial means to take care of a kid at nineteen, she that does. Family, no, she does because she is worth like forty-five million dollars or something like that. She can her have, net worth is like stupid. She can have twenty kids if yeah. she wants. She She's can fine. she can adopt a country mm-hmm. if she wants to. My understanding is that I just read because apparently it's the ten-year anniversary for the Keeping Up the Kardashians. Um, oh, good thing. Um, Glad I will to see sh- that's lasted. I will shamelessly say that I've, uh, shamefully, not shameless, shamefully say that I've watched every episode. Because it's always on E! And it's in the background when I'm 
cooking and stuff. Anyway, um, you know, so <laughs> you were judging me. to watch all these shows, <laughs> and you're over here watching ten years worth of garbage. I should recommend some PBS watercolor show. You know what? I also like, watch C-SPAN. Okay. It's an amazing, it's an I, amazing I even, I even watercolor it out. show on PBS local. That a is Bob amazing. Ross kind of a thing. Yeah. God rest his soul. Um, no, and so uh, apparently she's the second highest, like net worth wise, of all of the sisters. It's like Kim and then her. Okay. Because so I mean, she's, I couldn't even picture her in my mind. I don't know what she looks like, but she, I don't want to know either. That's fine. I mean, she's a. She's a baby, but I think she's also grown up really fast in front of whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so let's just go into the the real stuff. Let's I can, just go I into it. I can only imagine what you mean. Can we talk about 45? Let's just put, which, where do you want to start? You you start. I've been talking this whole time. Where you tell we, me. Are we starting with... My God, what is going on out there? Uh, are we starting with... No, what's the first thing on there with 45? Um... The fans should walk out if NFL players protest. Yeah, let's start there. What is this dude talking about? What is wrong with him? With what is barbecue chip? Why? Orange man. What is he doing? I don't know where he was in the world ge- geographically uh-huh. or mentally. Where he's standing in front of was it the UN? Not the UN. He said some stuff at the UN where it was just uh, at the summit. He said. Yeah, it should be every country for themselves, but, you know, um, America first doesn't mean America alone, so help us out with this North Korea thing. It's like... Which he also, like, has exacerbated with calling... Let's just... Ugh, anyway, he, whatever. Well, okay, let's start there. Okay. <gasps> they're a bunch of babies show, trying to trying uh, to show each other how big their penises look are. Look at my... They're in the <laughs> sandbox playing with toy missiles, like, my <laughs> missile's bigger. No, my <laughs> missile's bigger. And he's just saying, Kim Jong-il... Uh, Kim Jong-un is yeah. obviously deranged, insane. Right. And Kim, Kim Jong-un is like... Really? He's a senile dotard. Yeah. Which the most searched word on Google is dotard <laughs> that day. What does dotard mean? And it's it perfectly <laughs> summarizes him. And so you got. I'm pretty think, sure someone in his camp. Like, yeah. They're both. That. They're like, look, he's obviously off his rocker. I want to say to him, look, you're both equally insane, and you should just kiss and make up because. Don't even kiss. Just. Just. Stop talking to each other. When you look at pictures of them side by side, yeah. And I heard that I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I, it was reported recently mm-hmm. that Kim Jong Un said uh, it's gonna be uh, a national requirement for men to have haircuts that look like his Ooh, haircut. That is not a cute look. You know, imagine <laughs> if Donald Trump said the same thing. Can yeah. you imagine what my head would look like? First if- of all, your hair would not do that. Whatever that is on his hair. Would could not happen with your he hair. He wouldn't care. He would think that it could happen, right? Because it happened for him. Why can't it happen for you, Alex? Because that's the kind of world he lives in. Right. To watch the pictures, to look at pictures of both these guys side by side as they fire verbal attacks at each other. Yeah, it's just comical but scary as hell. Because they both have nuclear codes, and they're both like. I mean, I think the most recent thing that was stated was um, they were going to. Like, any time it's going to hit U.S. land, whatever missiles that they yeah. have. So I'm like, cool, thanks. You know what? If I, I thought about this the other day, and I said, the first place I would hit if I were targeting the United States, probably this island. I would hit New York City. 1,000%. And uh, that, This island or D.C.? The Yeah. 
Um, the worst part of that would be death and destruction on a scale that we haven't seen in many years. Mm-hmm. The good part of that, um, it would lower rent significantly for <laughs> some of us who would like to stay here but can't afford it. <laughs> so, I mean... So, I mean, death and destruction, which means, like, and all of my debt will also be erased? I believe that all goes as well. Okay, so... Clean slate. So, I, I mean... I'm okay with that. Silver lining, if you can survive, it is what it is, but... I hope nothing comes to that level, and but you know what? Let's keep using words in hyperbole. Yeah. Let's just throw it out there uh, carelessly and see if another country bombs us. Great. I love our leadership. To so that, that point. To that point, he's later. I almost want to just move into the basketball section, but I'm gonna hold steady. Yeah, hold back. Hold because back. Because because there's basketball is also gonna be late. They they people took to that and were like, he said what? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hold on, not finished. And then at another conference, like the day late, a day later, in front of the U.S. flag, mm-hmm. he's at this podium saying, "Was it in Oklahoma? He was or Alabama? Like he was, he was, was rallying. It, yeah, he was rallying. at a rally. He said, "Oh, he said those NFL owners mm-hmm. should any time, any time that a player is seen protesting during the national anthem during an NFL game." Mm-hmm. The fans should walk out of the stadium, mm-hmm. and the owners should fire that son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Quote, son of a bitch. That SOB. This president said, fire that son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Mainly talking about, let's, let's, the writing's on the wall. Mostly black players mm-hmm. in the NFL protesting. Where do we start with this? Where, where should one begin? I mean... I guess my my thing is, so when I first saw this, I was like, this idiot, like, what are you doing? Then I took a minute to step back and I was like, oh, this is all a distraction. The healthcare bill they're trying to pass, which probably won't pass. Um, John McCain, you are doing your job. Well, I mean, also his his brain cancer prognosis is not so great um, from what I've heard. So like, you know, we'll see what that looks like but i mean they're trying to change things up like they're doing like a hail mary but um it doesn't look like it's going to work um so just let's distract from that yeah let's distract from um all the north korea Korea stuff um let's distract because he was there for a like some sort of congressional election or some sort of election was the reason why he was there too i think was this the alabama one where he's trying to get john strange yeah i Uh, think so yeah uh there's that um there's you know the new the new uh travel bans that he yeah, put in bans. so like no one's talking about like You're people right. are talking about these things but like not as much as they're talking about his hyperbolic narrative of like fire those son of a bitch some right. of the bitches you know whatever right. um and it's like okay if 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 he thinks that that's if that's his way of like dealing with things like cool go ahead and do that um my favorite thing when um when it was reported that that uh 45 said you know fire the son of fire the sons of bitches um Colin Kaepernick's mom Teresa Kaepernick goes guess that makes me a proud bitch Mm -hmm. and I was like Mm -hmm. that's me snapping um I was like yeah I mean at the at the end of the day this is all hyperbole 
from him. It's just all nonsense coming out of his mouth. But I think for me, what I'm more irritated about is that it took this long for the NFL, like over a hundred players kneeled. So I didn't, I, mm-hmm. I, I committed to not watching any NFL games. Um, but this weekend, specifically yesterday, uh, Sunday, yeah. um, I watched just like the beginning of the games because I wanted to see what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to see what was happening, you know? Um, and I watched and I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And owners came out, even our dude Ray Lewis came out and knelt on both of his knees. Looked like he was both praying. Both knees? I was like, I was, it was weird. Yeah, you were the only one. I was like, in uh, a suit. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I don't know how sincere that is. I think he is, I don't think he's very sincere to be, not saying he didn't have a change of heart or anything, because I know that's possible, but I just, I just don't think that was sincere because at the end of the day, it's the cash, it's their pockets that are being hit. And so the NFL play, like, are they going to fire all these hundred yeah, people? Right. And also the guy who started all of this was doing it for... He won. He won. One, first and foremost, he, he did it so that the conversation on why Black Lives Matter and why um, police brutality and all these things are not okay mm-hmm. was the reason why he started. Not yeah. because the president called him a son of a bitch. Right. He doesn't... He gives two shits about that. Right. But... For the people who are fans watching that mm-hmm. on Sunday who are upset, mm-hmm. they don't see the difference. Yeah, they, they think don't. They it start continues the conversation that Colin Kaepernick started. Yeah, it says all these we'll just call them black players mostly mm-hmm. are kneeling mm-hmm. and white players are supporting them. Right, and I want to know what I can do about this because I'm upset watching football and these guys disgracing the flag. That's what they're going to see. And then they're going to have to, at some point, we're calling for a conversation. That's what we're saying. There needs to be a conversation around this. And my understanding is that the national anthem um, didn't really start even in the NFL until like 1990-something, I believe. Um, Okay. As a way to like promote like military. This is what I read. I I can't find it. I can't find it right off the top of my During, head During, right like, now. the Gulf War. Yeah, I believe so. Um, uh, I, uh, really? Let me, let me just make you sure. You keep doing, dig on that, but... Um, but beyond all of that, like... Again, my, my issue is that Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job, and he's still a better quarterback than... And, and other players who are leading, like, running backs and quarterbacks mm-hmm. and linemen are all saying that, like, yeah, he's good. I, we don't understand why he doesn't Did have a job. Did you see LaShawn McCoy? No, I didn't. No. LaShawn McCoy didn't even kneel. He was out there stretching like <laughs> when nothing happening. He's like, he like well, is there a song being played? So, hold on. I got to get this, this hammy fully stretched out. I'm going to kick this leg back a little bit. He was, like, could not care less. I um, love it. But I think what's great is I'm envisioning Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. at home on the couch, just sitting back drinking yeah. a martini or whatever. He's like, he was just RTing a bunch of like things that like retweeting oh, a really? bunch of yeah. things, which was like his, on social media. He's been pretty quiet, yeah. But just like retweeting like the like specifically ones that people that were kneeling, mm-hmm. like it wasn't the locked arms. It was mostly people that were leaning. Look at this person. Look mm-hmm. at this person. Look at that. Is yeah. that Ray Lewis? I see. Is oh, that Ray Lewis? Is that? Is that the Ray Lewis who, who told me that, uh, <laughs> that I need to just like worry about football and mm-hmm. not do all this protest and yeah. stuff? Is that is that the same Ray Lewis? And so, so uh, a NYU professor, Frank, 
Frank Roberts. He's a mm-hmm. um, he's a really cool dude. He's been on MSNBC. He's been on he's been on TNN and things like that. Um, and so he posted something that was kind of jarring to me, and I was like, I don't know how. Like he's a black man, so I, I wanted to. There's a reason why I'm saying this, because mm-hmm. uh, he posted on Facebook yesterday publicly. Uh, so this is public knowledge. He's posted the fact that so many black men couldn't bring themselves to kneel for the anthem, in parentheses, instead of ch- instead choosing to lock arms, quote unquote, in a faux display of unity, shows us that black men continue to be our community's weakest link. Brothers, get your shit together. What I know for sure is, colon, black women would have kneeled for the that anthem. All right. What do you think? All right. I have some thoughts on what he's saying. I know Frank. Uh, yeah. Not well, but I've... I know I've, him pretty... I know him well, too. I've I don't met, know him well, but yeah, I know him, I've too. met... I've seen him in, and been around him in several instances. I like what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think that... That hypothesis mm-hmm. is a... We'll never know, because the NFL doesn't have women playing on that grand stage. But... Hey, the WNBA had some protests this weekend. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, but the the black men who are out there protesting, like so many men in the league, are not thinking around the same kind of language and conceptual structures that Frank is aware of. Yeah. Frank is in a Frank is a woke ass dude. He's in academia. Yeah. In a, a system of higher learning mm-hmm. at an elite private school in the right. country that receives the most applications per year right i mean people want to come, come to here. new york yeah. university mm-hmm. and he's he's speaking from a place of a lot of knowledge and privilege in that regard sure versus the guy who has to think about lifting a thousand pounds in the weight room and making tackles to feed his family mm-hmm. meanwhile trying to make sure he stays healthy enough that he doesn't have cte and other mm-hmm. brain injuries that impact his life later on down the road like he's got a lot to think about so the idea of wait, pause your life, put it on hold. Why is Colin on a knee? Right. I think the the his premise is to say you should know more, but I think that's a little bit. Uh, we expect too much from someone to, who's supposed to know that much. How is he supposed to have that kind of information and language around this? Right. Topic? Or the questions to ask. So all those the things, fact yeah. that these guys are halfway there, we'll expand this out. The NBA has been woke as hell for a minute now and some people are like oh these players have so much to lose and it took them a while i was like you look the sbs have featured lebron carmelo cp3 and d wade standing Mm -hmm. up there at the front of all of sports nation saying the we are calling for this as not representatives of the nba but just citizens in general right the nba has been talking about this for a while talking around this for a while right it took the nfl a while to catch up then you see the catcher for the oakland a's mm. he's the only one he's a rookie a rookie for the oakland a's is taking a knee out there in the field and baseball where are you baseball there was a, a dude that did kneel okay um, which is cool but see that's my thing is like why is it one guy because it needs to be one guy because the rest of the guys are focused on catching fielding and doing their job right it's not like the nfl or mlb place uh, pay social justice activists to come in and do workshops no nope. with these guys that's not sure a part don't. of their job so if they are privy to certain knowledge it's only because one guy has that knowledge one guy has that talking stick 
and he delivers the message everyone else should be upset right but it's not until they start to see other people doing it Mm. that they say okay so the fact that nfl players could lock arms Mm -hmm. and say okay i'm not really under not really sure how i feel about or understand microaggression Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what they mean by hypo descent Mm. i'm not sure what is meant by uh systems of mass incarceration and how that affects me but i'm hearing all this and i'm learning some of this and so i i trust in my brothers i'm gonna lock arms i'm not sure if i'm ready to to kneel right i'm still trying to figure all this out i'm in the process and it's also like i you know i've gone to protests and marches you know since i've moved to new york several of them and there are times i haven't gone because work obligations or i just was like i don't feel safe to go out you know like i think of like my, my safety and who i am um as a woman as a woman of color all these different things so who am i to say that the only way to protest is by kneeling right another way to protest is not not watching the nfl you know hitting them where it hurts um j cole had a twitter rant recently it wasn't a rant it was a like well-written well-thought-out statements on on just how we could really cause like make change and it's economically hit them where it hurts hit them where stop it hurts. buying the jersey stop, stop going to the game and stop stop go, stop, go, stop going to the sponsors and the corporations that mm-hmm. that sponsor the nfl you know and don't 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 buy pepsi and what you know don't don't do things that don't don't purchase and put money into things that that yeah. that are okay with people that are okay with you know having a man be blackballed potentially mm-hmm. you know right and, and he even said that potentially right like hear me out i'm just a rapper um i would highly recommend people reading his tweets it was it was so nice to read did you see roger goodell's statement what garbage ass statement was that it was a statement that was politically sound and safe and it mentioned buzzwords like unity mm-hmm. community no i read it and all of oh, the, i just i thought I, it was still garbage and i was like listen dude where are you Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need you mm-hmm. to pander yeah. to all sides of this thing. Because the they're all they're sides, they're fine they're fine people. Also, the sides. many sides of this <laughs> thing. I need you as the commissioner, as the leader of this institution. When you see a hundred of your players mm. kneel down, or you see the reaction on social media, or to people like things. not even show up, like the Seahawks yeah. decided not to go on the field at all. Was it the Seahawks? Yeah, yeah. That's like you. You're at the forefront, and you're already taking grenades yeah. from people for your choices in regards to what you do with the league. Mm-hmm. But in terms of where you stand on social issues in this country, yeah, you're the commissioner. You're a piece of garbage commissioner. He's he's get, trash. You need to get a spine and say where you stand morally on this issue, yeah, because that's what's going to be remembered. This wishy washy oh. We're all in this for the community. What he said uh, is not... He didn't even call out the president directly. Yeah. He just mentioned statements. He didn't mention the actual name of the person who said it. No. So where I need you to be more direct. I need you to be assertive. I need you to draw a line in the ground of where you stand with your league. Because this whole... I mean, just enough things about domestic abuse enough stuff about i mean just well the elliot thing he was pretty harsh on the elliot thing i'll give him that that was what elliot thing? uh uh of the the running back for the cowboys he was 
the investigation exonerated him and uh-huh. let him play, but then the league said, no, we're going to suspend him for six games. And then they took it to a court to, to counter that, and it was overruled. So the league was going to go hard on Elliot mm-hmm. for the domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when you see protests out of a racial dynamic like this, and your league is a majority black league, mm-hmm. I need you to step up. You, you, you failed that for me. It was a pretty hard fail. And the thing is, like, and I remember I told you, uh, oh, I told you last episode that there was an NFL player who got arrested, wrongfully arrested, and was, like, yes. fearful of his life. Michael Bennett. Yeah, Michael Bennett. And, and Steph this Curry ha- mentioned that. Right, and this happened not even, like, a couple of weeks ago. This was during the the big fight in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, I forgot. And he was Mark held at... Right, he held at gunpoint. Yeah. He's a black man. Yeah. And until they realized, oh, he's a famous person. Right. Let's back it up, right? right? And, like, this is not something that, like, this is affecting your players and their families. It's ridiculous. And it's, like, it's like mind-boggling to me. So if they wanted to freaking kneel, let them freaking kneel. Let them freaking not come on the field. Let mm-hmm. them stretch during the anthem. Right. Let them do whatever they want to do because it's there just, were There yeah. were two uh, musicians who sang the national anthem that took the knee. One was a white woman. Mm-hmm. The other one, I believe, was a black man, mm-hmm. and he like held his fist up and yeah. sang. And which is, and the national anthem is an incredibly hard song to sing, um, like vocal, vocally. Yeah, standing, standing or kneeling. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just hard a, or it's, it's a hard song to sing, uh, vocally, especially whichever range or you know whichever key you're going to be singing it in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was cool of them for doing that, but. What's yeah. hard for people to get who don't understand what they just saw mm-hmm. is because... So if you're a Baltimore fan... Mm-hmm. And the Ravens, yep. Let's flashback two months ago when your team was considering taking Colin Kaepernick. Right. If you didn't like that, you said, I don't want... I'm going to write in and tell my, my team, don't take him because I'm going to end my season tickets. I'm not right. going to watch your games, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to boycott I, this whole I'm, team. I'm doing the... I, I watch football to watch football, not to hear some... Right. Black people protest. I don't want to think. I just want to watch. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to see your team on this day take so many knees, including the legendary Hall of Famer, two, super, two-time super Super Bowl winner, Ray Lewis. You stop rolling my eyes so much when, he, when you say his name. He's, I, he's, something's happening in his heart that he's trying to figure out. But I think he's just a showboater, so. Um, if he, what he did was... If there wasn't a change there, then he understands he's a hypocrite. If there wasn't some change of heart, it means he understands he was a hypocrite. So so. I don't think that that's just for show. Um, But either way... Again, I don't know his heart. Only God does. Now now you watch that and you Mm -hmm. say, like, oh, wait, the majority of my team is on it, or at least the influential players on my team, like Suggs, like Mm -hmm. Lewis, like all these guys, are taking these. Uh, Oh... Wait a second, I'm upset. Is this about something? Wait, mm. is this more yeah. than just about the guy with the afro mm-hmm. from San Francisco taking a knee? I'm really upset that this is causing me to think more about this than I want to. Mm-hmm. So that's what's about to happen in this league with more of these dynamics. And if we're going to continue on down this road, people are going to have to ask the question, what does this mean for our country? Hmm. Someone said something. I forget which uh, analyst said this. He's not in sports, but he said the players actually should not take the knee and do these protests because it feeds right into Trump's hands because it's making making him more powerful and influential 
by reacting to them. I said, uh, and he says, and he's like, uh, you know, the he said something to the effect of God and country is more important, and uh, people are gonna if the player. This is what he said. He said, if the players are gonna go against or seemingly go against the anthem and the flag. Uh, the flag is intertwined and connected with patriotism right. and God for people. And so you're pitting yourself as an athlete against God. And to wow. which he's, he said, if you do that, that's putting you adversarially against this administration, which trumpets those things. What I would say to that is, if you think people are going to choose God over football, you're delusional. <laughs> That's th- there is so much truth to what if, you just said. If you think the Amer- the average yeah. red-blooded American between the coast, between right. the, actually a lot of New Yorkers too, yeah. and people in California, if you think you ask if, a Patriots fan to if, choose God yeah, over football, they're going to choose gonna, football every single time. You're going to ask people, hey, Sunday, you go to church. Or you watch football, but you can't do both. You're gonna see a lot of empty pews. Yeah, that that is that is religion. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. And you just for somebody to say like, oh, you're feeding into Trump's whatever. Right. No, you know what happened? You picked the wrong hombres. Yeah. You started picking on athletes. This country revolves around multi-million-dollar contract athletes. Mm -hmm. This is not the group you want to take on. Yeah. Oh man, I've, I'm excited for this. I mean, again, I watched it for like a little bit, and then the friend that I was with this weekend, he was like, "Let's let's watch a game," and I'm like, "I really don't want to watch a game. <laughs> like, I genuinely don't want. Like, I hate myself for even being at this bar, <laughs> like watching this game. But um, <laughs> but I was like, fine, whatever, <laughs> I'll do it. But yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just imagining like <laughs> just pastors. Well, I mean, my church has a, a small group that happens on Sunday mm-hmm. that is revolved around football. Yeah? Like, it's a small group. That, it's like a co-ed small group that, like, they go to church. You call yourselves... Go, what's your group name? I'm the, not in it. The, the Hail Marys. So, <laughs> ladies we're not, we're not We're not Catholic, buddy. We don't do Hail Marys. That's not universal throughout no, the whole... No, that, that's mostly Catholics. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's news. Things that you learn today. That's news. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see. I think there's... Um, I'm I'm glad people are are doing some sort of protest. I think it's a little too late personally, because this could have been. I, I wish I saw more happening when Colin was around, yeah. and so you know you're so that there's multiple issues. You know. No, no. At this point, you can start the countdown for when Colin Kaepernick is on a team. If it hasn't happened by now. No. Have you if, seen? If how it doesn't many happen picks, this week. Have you seen how many picks Andy Dalton has thrown? In the first two weeks, I, I did see it. Uh, the players are asking for a new a, a new quarterback, a guy by Just the name guy. of Colin Kaepernick, who has an arm. I don't know, man. Well, I again, we had a Kyrie countdown of like a Kyrie watch, yeah. and now we have a Colin Kaepernick we watch. Will, We've we been will, doing this since the beginning. We will have a celebratory episode, uh, to, <laughs> and we're just, to and it's just gonna be us just like yeah, getting Colin lit. <laughs> this is gonna happen this year. Um, I, I'm optimistic that with the league coming around to see like oh you know what maybe this guy is a little bit of a problem of a, of a president and we do need to pay more attention to this if we're all taking knees yeah then it can't be a problem for our fans to have one more guy on the team who's taking a knee no 
You it might as well bring that guy. It on. shouldn't. It shouldn't be. But all right, know, let's not let's not hold our breath. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, let's move on to the next. Our uh, dribbling section. How do you feel? Oh, was that the end of the bad one? Yeah, man. Because it's going to get I even guess. more lit. All right. right. This it's, dribbling it's, section it's, is going to be toasty. Let's toasty. just move. Let's, let's just, just do move. it. All right, all right, all right. Into our dribbling section. Are you ready for this, bud? I'm not sure. I mean, you are freaking out. You look like you're about to shit your pants. <laughs> So much has happened. My heart is so full with love and admiration for all players NBA. Uh, okay, we, where we, do we start? I don't where even do know where start? to start. Okay, let's talk about what 45 said about Curry. Okay. And the Warriors. Okay. And then maybe the responses that like everybody had, like what CP3 had and LeBron had. and. <sighs> listen, listen to the world. If you've made it this far on this podcast, I need you to understand that all things good, prosperous, and moral in this world yep. all flow through the NBA for me. Like it's. Not... I can't even tell you like how my insides felt when I was just looking through Twitter and just looking through the gram and just being like, "This is this is why I could be single forever because the NBA will be my boyfriend <laughs> because they are perfect. These guys so are so good. The Warriors are on interviews. Right. Uh, they just come in where they're doing photo shoots. It's like interview day for them. It's media they're, day. It's media, media days day. are happening for yes. all, a lot of the NBA teams. All of the press. The season is starting soon. Countdown. Okay. It's going <laughs> to okay, all it. the journalisms are uh, journalists. Journalisms? Journalisms. <laughs> they are out there with their microphone-isms and <laughs> taking question-isms. Um, and they're, they're just out there with the, the Warriors players and the Bay and questions are coming in. Hey, Kevin Durant, that uh, anti-thunder tweet that you sent out, do you have a secret account or something? He's like, listen, I messed up. We heard this. My bad. And, right. And, and Draymond's like, yeah, remember that time I sent that dick pic? <laughs> yeah. Now I, it's KD's turn. You didn't have to bring up the dick pic. But, you know, but he just wanted everyone to know, remember my dick? Because <laughs> you know how I like to Draymond people? Seriously. I appreciate so much that he's on that team. Um, he's such a troll. I love he it. He is. But, there, hey, Steph Curry. Hey, yeah, what up? What up? Is a... Uh, the White House. Yeah. What about the White House? They're going to be asking for you all to come in. As is customary when you win a championship, sure. you go to the White House. Yep. You shake hands. You give some kind of ceremonial jersey. Usually the number of the president. 45 would be on this jersey. Right, would have right. his name on the back. Yep. And you would just do a, a little sign and greet and smile and a picture right. with the guy. Very Are you going right. to do that this year, Steph? Hell no. Nah. He's like, <laughs> I don't think I believe in what this person stands for. I don't agree with the things that he has said. Or has not said mm. when he was supposed to say it. Mm. And so you look at what's happened with Colin Kaepernick and uh, Martel Bennett. Mm-hmm. Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. He's like, you see what's happening in this country. And uh, I'm not sure this is the guy I want to be in the same room with. Yeah. And Kevin Durant likewise said, you already know I don't want to go. Yeah, and he, he's been very vocal about like, yeah, yeah I'm good. But the Steve Kerr and the Warriors administration have said, the players are the ones who did the work. We're going to sit and have a team meeting if the invitation comes to us, which right. it hasn't at this point. Um, but if we're invited to the White House, we'll sit and have a conversation on whether we as a team think we're going or not. Right. Code for, ain't nobody going to this fucking house. Right. And Steve Kerr. Oh, Steve man. Kerr has said he doesn't agree with the no. president. So from the coach down, at least the, the 
five players that matter, or the, which is the start, the starting, the starting. Well, not even the starting because Andre Iguodala, Durant, Curry, Thompson, and uh, Draymond, Draymond have all said they don't want to go, and Steve Kerr doesn't want to go. So they were having a conversation, which led to, and I don't even know how he got wind of this. Someone, someone got a little butt hurt. His 45, booty got hurt. Forty-five tweets out. Specifically, Steph Curry is hesitating, and therefore, invitation to the White House is... Revoked. Revoked. Rescinded. Whatever. Right. Whatever big word he used. Good job, buddy. Listen. (laughs) So, then, the responses came from Uh, the president of the Players Association... CP3! Christopher Paul says, dude, how are you going to revoke an invitation... What? Nobody was going to the White House. Right. He, no one... It, do you want to talk about the, 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 the actual tweet? Okay, let me let me pull it up. Let's let talk about the other things. So, wow. He said... So, anyway. CP3 responded. Also, the vice president... By the way, there are seven vice presidents for the Players Association. I'm not even mad about it. Chris, uh, LeBron James is one of them. LeBron James also responded. And, again, LeBron... I love when LeBron was talking about... Um, Steph Curry and that whole situation with Trump, he was just like, he attacked my colleague. He didn't even talk about it as like a friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but he's like my colleague. I was like, that's that's what I would say if I wasn't like friends with oh, somebody. Oh, I got the Chris Paul tweet. Okay, go ahead. With I'll get every, the, with I'll get the Chris Paul tweet. responded with everything that's going on in our country. Why are you focused on who's kneeling and visiting the White House? Mm. Hashtag stay in your lane. He, basically, tweeting that forty five. Why are you concerned? We have go your, stay in your lane, buddy. You're playing missile war. He with, also said something else too. Oh yeah, I don't have that one up. Uh, go to his main. It's like right either before or right after that too. Um, you got all this stuff going on with North Korea, a healthcare bill, right? And you're out here talking about who's visiting this White House. You need to chill out. And then LeBron, LeBron posted, "You bum," and then I just like stopped there and I just said, "Yeah." I just couldn't even. I'm just like that was it. You bum. Um, but he said, you bum, at Steph Curry, already said he ain't going. So therefore, ain't no invite. Going to White House was a great honor until you showed up. And then he posted on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a, a minute long, mm-hmm. um, you know, however long the, the Instagram videos are now. Um, and he was just kind of like, he just really said it like it is. Like, this is not okay. He attacked one of my colleagues. Like, this is mm-hmm. not this is not a, like it's not appropriate there's other things happening in this world mm-hmm. and this is like this is stupid he said uh chris paul chris paul mm-hmm. said and i doubt he's man enough to call any of those players a son of a bitch to their face can you imagine him doing that these six foot eight 300 pounds maybe 400 depending yeah, on the day nfl players you yeah go up to him and say you're a son of a bitch for kneeling during this say it say, ahead, it, to say it say it to the room of, of actually players. could you come over here and say it to all the of them room. just do it all just go ahead step in the locker room for the leave, leave the secret service actually no you can even bring the secret bring service the secret service they, too they might actually just step away actually <laughs> they might just be like go ahead <laughs> man this this guy's a joke but the players responded so resoundingly and steve kerr came out in response saying like you know, that's fine because I don't think I agree with this president. I don't think our team agrees with this mm-hmm. individual. And he's really made it hard for us to respect the institution of the White House. Well, Aisha Curry, um, Steph Curry's wife, mm-hmm. responded to 45's tweet with the rolling eye emoji, like mm-hmm. the eye roll emoji, and said, okay, dot, 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 donate to Earthquake Relief here, and then puts like a, a link 
mm-hmm. of like here are the places that you could actually donate to like again more important I, stuff more important things than whether or not her husband's gonna go to right the white house like so, all right you can have your feelings and sit in your feelings we're gonna you know steph curry is saying you know what he how he responded what mm-hmm. he said about those players and how he responded about me in the white house mm-hmm. i don't think that's what a leader does no I just, I just really don't respect this person as he's, a leader. He's a goon. He's stupid. He's a chump. He's a chump. And everyone's seeing it. Everyone knows it. It's getting harder and harder for people at the White House to defend this individual. Mm-hmm. But I think he makes everyone's job that much more valuable. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the news media, mm-hmm. this guy's a goldmine. If you he's are, a hot ass mess. Of course he's a goldmine. He's something to cover every minute of the day because he tweets something incendiary. Uh, the guy, but him putting this out there about Steph Curry in the White House was just more fuel to the fire. Yeah. So you saw the NFL players react. We just talked about that. Yeah. You see the NBA players step up and mm-hmm. just support each other. And so you you know respond with Steph Curry at another press conference thereafter. Say hey. Yeah, because today LeBron. was the media day for all of the teams. Yeah, you saw LeBron James re- react to the tweet about you all in the White House. What'd you think of that? And Steph was like, you know, that's really. I really appreciate being supported by a fellow colleague of mm-hmm. mine to, you know, step up with everything he has to lose and really use his platform. And today, the Cavs had media day. And LeBron said he did not regret calling him a bum. Oh, he said more. He was I like, mean, I mean, that was like the main, yeah. yeah. He, he just, he kept going. It was he's like, 44 minutes guy. of him, like, speaking on a lot of things, but. He's, he's like, I'm done with this guy. Mm-hmm. This, this guy is not, let's, let's be real. He is a joke of a president, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm gonna not waste my platform here mm-hmm. to just talk about basketball. Right. Let's. Okay, it's media day. We right. all know what LeBron's gonna say. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a good year. Right. It's gonna go well. He, he talked a little bit about Kyrie. He, he did talked talk a little bit about Kyrie. He we'll talked about the future of you know the Cavs, what his free agency next year, all these. Are, he's like, and I love in the beginning. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw the whole thing. He's like. I know there's like five, six things y'all want to talk about. So if we start on a topic, let's let's stick to that topic till the end because I don't want to keep on going back. And I was just yeah. like, I was like, all right, all right, bro, bro. Let, let's, let's, Taking control of the listen, narrative that's coming out. Let's have a constructive flow of conversation. Let's create something here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, me, mm-hmm. the media, and the player. Let's build something together. <laughs> and the first <laughs> question was like, where do you want to start? He's like, let's talk about Kyrie. Let's talk about Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Can we talk about number two? He left. What's up? With, let's talk about Robin. Because, uh, you know, but before we move to that, mm-hmm. uh, along the lines of 45, yes. can we talk about the wokest brother in the NBA? Who is the wokest brother in the NBA? Gregory freaking Popovich. Hi. Greg Popovich sounds like he just came from a million man march. <laughs> Greg Popovich sounds like he just went to a national conference on race. Right. Now, he sounds like he's read Nikki Giovanni five times over backwards and front. Should we should we put the clip in? I feel like we should put Let's play the clip. Let's let's, play. let's put it in there. And insert here. And insert here. <laughs> you know, our country's an embarrassment in the world. Uh, this is This is an individual actually thought that when people held arms during the games that they were doing it to honor the flag. That's delusional. Absolutely delusional. But it's what we have to live with. So you got a choice. Uh, We can continue to bounce our heads off the wall with his conduct. Or 
we can decide that the institutions of our country are more important, that people are more important, uh, that the decent America that we all thought we had and want is more important, and get down to business at the grassroots level and do what we have to do. I live in this country. I have a right to say and think what I want. It's got nothing to do with you know my position. If it helps somebody else think one way or the other about something, great. But the discussion has to take place. Uh, you know, it's it's <laughs> you know obviously you know race is the elephant in the room, and we and we all understand that. But uh, unless it is talked about constantly, it's not going to get better. People get bored. Oh, is it that again? They pull in a race card again. Why do we have to talk about that? Well, because it's uncomfortable. And there has to be an uncomfortable element in the discourse for anything to change. You know, whether it's the LGBT movement or, you know, uh, women's suffrage, uh, race, it doesn't matter. Uh, people have to be made to feel uncomfortable. And especially white people, because we're comfortable. We still have no clue of what being born white means. And... If, if you read some of the, you know, uh, recent literature, you'll realize it really is no such thing as whiteness. Uh, but we kind of made it up. Uh, that's not uh, my original thought, but it's true. And <laughs> it, 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 it's hard to sit down and, and decide that, yes, it, it's like you're at the 50, you know, the 50 meter mark in a 100 meter dash. Uh, and you got that kind of a lead, yes, because you were born white, you have advantages that are systemically, uh, culturally, psychologically there. And they have been built up and cemented for hundreds of years. But many people can't look at it. It's, it's too difficult. Uh, it, it can't be something that is on their plate on a daily basis. Uh, people want to hold their position. People want the status quo. People don't want to give that up. And until it's given up, it's not going to be fixed. Wow. So, so that, so that happened. I don't know if there's ever been in sports history. Yeah. Someone who has addressed white privilege as well to as that it. degree. Yeah with that amount of specificity and pop has been like this for a long time this is not no this is not new he has when the first even thing the set of things that have happened in our country happened he has spoken up about it mm -hmm. him um steve kerr uh steve kerr also wrote something with another reporter about just all of this nonsense they're not too. new to this they're true to they this. Have, yeah they know it did you know that steve kerr's dad was murdered yes. by I did not know that because he was a government yeah a government agent of sorts yeah a by, very high uh, profile by, by an Islamic terrorist who was assassinated yeah yeah and this man is like I don't I don't condone the travel ban and yeah like no, if Kerr he is, if Steve Kerr can say that as much know? as I have certain levels of disrespect for the Warriors I ultimately <laughs> respect Steve Kerr and his judgment and what he does with his yeah. team absolutely it's like a weird thing right it's like a weird feeling of like i don't want to like the warriors but and here's the thing i'm starting to come around on the warriors because of this adversity and how they're responding to things mm. i i like the personalities that are coming out of this this mess but to what popovich said 
the, mm. the main there's a lot to take away there right but what i'm hearing uh the overtone the major piece of this is this country doesn't understand what whiteness is mm-hmm. are, say are it again the people who are white and in positions of power mm-hmm. that matter within sports and politics and major arenas even at the grassroots ground level don't understand what power and privilege is in the context of whiteness in the united states mm-hmm. and but he said it beautifully in that as much as you need to know it's not something that people deal with on a day-to-day basis when right. white because it's hard yeah it's really hard to know this and right. you have to you have to think consciously about it you have to read it you have to research it and that siren is mad loud <laughs> yeah good god that's what happens when you record in new york city in an apartment in new york city i'm <laughs> so sorry this microphone is powerful beyond measure it is a great responsibility and we don't take it lightly we'll have to figure this out but um Popovich comes to the rescue with a, a major message and i think here's where I want us to get as a country mm-hmm. it's it's a it's so many social justice warriors we'll mm-hmm. call them struggle with the idea of change happening slowly right it just has to yeah when you have a country of 300 million people you can't expect yeah. you read a few books and took some classes on social justice and you think everyone is supposed to think that way and it just doesn't work that way no. so it's gonna be that only a hunt one NFL player has to kneel before a hundred players will kneel. Yeah. It has to be one MLB player before an entire league will kneel. Yeah. It has to be people to wake up to injustice through a tweet, through an article, through little bits and pieces of conversations that happen. But if you're a white person who's not confronted with the kneeling mm-hmm. and people speaking out at podiums, yeah. people in positions that you respect like an athlete coming out and saying, okay, I'm going to do this press conference to talk about six things, but one of those six things is our president and how he's a, an He's idiot. a bum. Um, that he if, is a, uh, a bum. It needs to be mm-hmm. If you only get your news through ESPN <laughs> right. and Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. and all these platforms for athletics, then this is where the message has to come through. I'm and, sorry if it, if it disrupts your programming. Right, but, but we don't live in a silo, right? Yeah. And so, like... You know, that's why, you know, art imitates life and sports imitate life, too. Like, protesting in sports is not a new thing. This is not new. This has been happening for years, since the dawn of time. You know, from Jackie Robinson to uh, the two track players in Germany when Mm -hmm. they won um, and protested when, um, with their fists up in the air, when they won gold and bronze, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. it's been happening for years, and it's and it'll continue to happen. And if you're uncomfortable, you've been hiding under the same rock that mm-hmm. that Alex mm-hmm. has been hiding in. Then no, but it's it, it's it's an uncomfortable position to be in. And Pop said it. It's like if this makes you uncomfortable, good because we didn't get anywhere by being right. comfortable. It's like it's like oh, there's gonna be social change. Well, that's fine, but I don't want to be made uncomfortable. It's like right. what what is revolution? Right. Like what is change? What is the civil rights? movement about you have to have to you have to go through this challenging period of dialogue in order to get somewhere so for anyone who's sitting back on the if you're listening to this you're probably someone who's thinking like yeah of course we need to get people mobilized in in action uh but if you know people who are really resistant Mm -hmm. to this kind of rhetoric and dialogue and they maybe don't see what the big deal is 
try to have a conversation around it and explain what the deal is because it matters to our livelihood and our values as a country what we stand for and what we will tolerate is important yeah and and i'm pleased and my heart is full knowing that pop an incredibly well-respected coach on and off the court said something and he always says it in his pop way. Like, everyone knows pop in interviews, he says nothing. He hates these interviews. Right. But when it matters, he shows the F up. I love him. And he, and he just says it like it is. And, like, in a way that, well, you know, especially coming from a white man. Mm-hmm. An like, old white an man. An old white with dude. money. Yeah. Loads of money. You don't need yeah. anything. Yeah. He, he doesn't need to say any of these things. Nope. Um, it doesn't help his brand. He's like, this could cost, if any place, it could cost me my job to talk mm-hmm. out like this if my owners or management didn't agree with this or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's just speaking from the heart. Right. Michael and, Jordan. And, and, and there's, no, and, like, and he has a privilege of saying that. Like, he has money. I'm sure he's, you know, if he loses his job, he'll be okay. You know? Yeah. Um, if he loses his job, please go to the Bulls and fix that franchise. Um, no. <laughs> Because that franchise is so sad. It's tragic. Um, apparently, Michael Jordan today also put out a statement of like people are should and should be allowed to protest if they want to, and he just he didn't specify Trump or anything. Sure, it was pretty like it was very Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan. It was very Michael Jordan. He didn't <laughs> he didn't ruffle the waters too much, but ruffled it just enough. Sure. Um, that's not his lane. No, it's not. That's, that's why I, I, that's why I think that yes he would be dominant on the court but off the court he would be terrible. Right. He wouldn't be the LeBron. He's never yeah. the CP3, the Steph Curry, the you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So outside of all of the all of the stupid forty five garbage, mm-hmm. there's there was some pretty big news that happened <gasps> in the in in the NBA. How is this gonna work? I don't I don't even know. Because the Eastern Conference is garbage. And the Western Except for Com- the top two teams. I, I mean, outside of the top two teams, it's garbage. Yes. And the Western Conference is so lit. It's so stacked. <laughs> it's I can't even understand it. So anyway, we as for those of you who don't know, Hoodie Mello or Carmelo Anthony. Hoodie I like to call... He also addressed Hoodie Mello today during uh, Media Day, which he's, his it, reasoning why Hoodie Mello happened is just like he had a bad hair day, so he just put a beanie on. <laughs> And then he continued to have a bad hair day, and he, so he continued to wear hoodies. And so he just, like, ran with it. And But the hoodie mellow is about, about his focus, because he didn't know where he was going. But now we know where he's going. So you got to trim up and a hair a lot. <laughs> but his... today during media day, he still he, had the hood. He still had a hoodie on. Hoodie mellow was very real. So I think hoodie mellow is his persona of, like, I'm focused. I am here. I'm, I'm, I want to win a flipping championship. Which... That's debatable. We should talk about this. I mean... Because, so we just united Russell Westbrook... Who the, apparently is even better than he was last year, according, was, to, according to sources. Better than he was. Reigning league MVP. Right. Then you bring in Paul George, all-star and, and leader of the Indiana Pacers formerly, who Form, said, yeah. asked recently, what do you think about being MVP this year? He's like, oh, I'm going for it. So he's going for it. Right. And then you bring in one of only four players in NBA history to average 20 points a game for yeah. their, every year for their entire Who career. Who is like kind of unguardable. Unguardable and also not a good defender. 
Yeah. Um, so you bring in. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sure. So you bring this guy, the, the, all three of these together. I feel like it's. I almost, wonder what the mel- how how they're gonna mesh. How's this gonna work? I Are don't there know. enough basketballs on the court to I don't satisfy? Know. I think this? I think every once in a while the coach is just gonna throw an extra one just right. just so someone can hold the ball. Because you think about it, it's like all these guys are used to having the ball in their hands. They're used to being the franchise player. Yes, and so you put all these guys together, and how are you gonna? So someone brought it up today, like, okay, you and Paul George play the same position, yeah. Carmelo and Paul. I think he said he was gonna be on the four, right? So they on said, the power are, how do you feel about starting at the four or potentially coming off the bench? Logically, we're thinking, look, if you got two all-star scorers on the floor, you don't need Carmelo at that time. Bring him off the bench. He'll provide you firepower like right, you've right. never seen. Carmelo reacted so... The bench? The bench. Excuse <laughs> What, you talking about me? No one told me that. Hey, you hear him? He said I'm coming off the bench. I was like, oh, God. Good luck, Billy Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so, um, he he's he, in his media day interviews, which he was, he was hoodie mellow through and through. Every single interview, he was wearing the hoodie. Um, he stated that, you know, he's been wanting to play with Russell... Um, he, that they've, they've become friends. They've evolved a friendship over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, they played together, which we all saw on the gram yes. last couple weeks ago. Um, so I, I don't know. It's They're just both kinda... Jordan brand, which I yeah. thought was interesting. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting... I, I'm Again, that's another team that I'm going to be interested to see how they play. Like, I want to see how they play. Like, in the same way, I'm really interested in seeing how Cleveland is going to mesh. Yes. With Isaiah Thomas and LeBron. I think LeBron. that'll be fine. I think that'll be fine, too, because LeBron is freaking huge, and Isaiah just should, should just listen. And I'm hearing that LeBron is very invested in D-Rose's success. And they're... D-Rose well, I'm, I'm happy for that. D-Rose is apparently doing quite well at the start of this. I'm sure he is for now. I, well, we'll see. Made a glass, if, that if man. He, if he holds up. But uh, then you hear Isaiah say... You know, I'm used to carrying the workload, and now I get to play with the best player in the world. So, yeah, let me be number two, and I'll feel great about that. Right. So I think they might have the right dynamic. But the Thunder, that team is gonna. I that's gonna. Do you think that's a lot of egos? That's a lot of struggle. Yes, because who do you think has the most ego of all three? Carmelo. Really? No, that's not true. No, Russell. I was gonna say like. uh... That's totally not true. (laughs) So I think I think what happened was, if I can imagine this. Russell said to management, look, last year was fire and fury, and I did what I had to do. And I can I'm, do it again. I'm but... MVP, but I need some help. Right. Like, I need help to be, get to where I go. Did okay. it overcorrect? And then they, they were like, okay, here's Paul. He's like, okay, that was good. And like, okay, here's Mello. He's like, wait, okay, this is... <laughs> we're overcorrecting? We're doing... We need to... Hello, hello. This was... Somebody, somebody pick me. I'm raising my hand. You're going, you're going a little <laughs> bit farther than I meant to. And then you hear that your team, the Bulls... Did a buyout with Dwayne Wade recently, and teams gunning for him also include Oklahoma City. Like, okay, even even Car- even Carmelo in the during the interview was like, "Wait, am I allowed to say that for having him to come? Am I or am I like, you know, because like they, they can't yeah. necessarily do things like that? Right? They like, know he's a free agent. He's like, oh, okay, come on, D, you know where <laughs> you know where it's at. And Carmelo's, <laughs> Carmelo's saying the same, or uh, LeBron's saying the same. Thing. Oh yeah, I'm he's sure. like he wants Wade. So uh, the the teams include looking for Wade are the Spurs, Cavs. Thunder and Miami Heat, right. no, no surprise, but they would get him for like a veteran minimum. Mm-hmm. Which at this point, Dwayne Wade is only about the winning. The money's not really important, right? But uh, he could go to any one of these teams. And he's good. He's yeah. his numbers are great. But here's the thing: he ain't coming off the bench either. So Oklahoma City would have Russell Westbrook at point guard, Dwayne Wade at shooting guard. Uh-huh. You have Paul George at the three. 
Carmelo at the four, and then Steven Adams is just like standing there. Yeah, he's just like, I'll just I'll just keep on going back and forth. That's, can you imagine Russell Westbrook? <laughs> like last year, it was just him, and yeah. he's now looking around like, okay, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for some help. Y'all overcorrected. I didn't ask for this. Is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at center? <laughs> Wait, is that his statue that still isn't at Wait, <laughs> the Staples Center? <laughs> please tell me that's the statue, because I don't... <laughs> Please tell me. Because that's better than what we have right now. I don't want to. <laughs> this is amazing. And I don't think. So where do you think the West is going to be in the ranks? We've got a, a. So much has happened over this summer. Right. The saga continues. Where Where do you think. Because now we're waiting is? for where does D-Wade go? Because well, that, yeah, that's. He's not going to be a huge factor. No, but it's still like interesting because yes. he's not like a nobody. For sure. Where do you think the West is in the rankings by the end of this year? Playoff time. What are the seeds? Who's number I think, one? I think obviously. Golden State. Clearly, you're talking about just the Western Conference. Yep. And then we have the Rockets, and then we have OKC. I think it'd be OKC and then the Rockets. You're going one, two, three. Yeah. Where are the Spurs? I think this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Spurs. Oh, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Actually, no, no, no. I lied. I think it's going to be Golden State, OKC. Spurs, Rockets. Uh, where are the Clips? Five, six, seven. What about the new look Lakers? Sorry. Sorry, Lonzo Ball. I don't give a shit about your team. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be anywhere near the top five. I... Maybe five. So you're calling OKC two. They're I think OKC is going to be two. And then Spurs, okay. then Rockets. That is if they if they mesh well, if their chemistry meshes well on uh, in and on and off the court. Because mm-hmm. if they if it if it doesn't mesh well off the court, it'll show on the court. Sure. And so yeah. if it meshes well, if all the teams mesh well as far as chemistry is concerned, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Golden State because they are unstoppable. OKC because they will find a rhythm and make the points happen. Okay. Who's going to sacrifice? Who's I think give up? I think Mello should. You think Mello's gonna give you're up not the, his you're twenty not, points a game? No, I think he'll he'll st- he'll maybe do like seventeen, eighteen. You think he's gonna give up his his streak? But even okay, say he does still does twenty, but like he's not the best defender, right? And so other people are gonna have to step. So you're up. gonna say Paul George is gonna become a better? He's gonna continue he's, his his defensive prowess, right? And sacrifice the points to yes. become the defensive. He's gonna right. be the Kawhi Leonard. Yes. All right. He's younger than all of them, so listen to your elders, okay. son. I'm. I hear you. I, I, again, this is all. This is all conjecture. Like I'm just like. I'm gonna pulling say, things out of my butt I'm at this gonna, point. <laughs> I'm gonna say Golden State. Okay. Uh, uh, earlier today, I said Spurs at two. Really? I'm gonna stick. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. Why? I'm asking, like, very genuinely. Why are you putting them at two? Because of the greatness we just described in Greg Popovich, when everyone else was doing all this move, moving and shuffling and yeah. everything, Greg is sitting there like, do you know how close I was to beating the Golden State Warriors? I can still beat the Golden State Warriors because my brain mm-hmm. and my system and the way I orchestrate and all And the offense, way I manage my players. My defense, the way I manage players, yeah. this, I don't need to change anything. I'm gold. And he doesn't, he doesn't have the personality management that he needs to, no, that others, re- the other teams do. You just heard him talk. Everyone respects this guy. He's got everything he needs. To Shoot, if he walked him. in front of me, I'd just be like, yeah. whatever you need. I'll mm-hmm. just do it. <laughs> so I think the Spurs are too much of a, a legacy for me not to put them at two. Don't put them at two. But Rockets the, at who three. are their players outside of Kawhi? It doesn't matter because they all fill in. I'm not asking. That team, 
if I just get enough players scoring eight points a game, it works. I bring a guy off the bench, he knows he needs to give me six. He gives me six. And then it builds into the offense. I'm going to still put the Spurs at three. That's fine. Yeah. You can do that. And you very may, very may well be right. But right. I would say your two, I would disagree with. I think that would be the Rockets at two. Really? I'm putting the Rockets at because, three. Because of CP3. and I mean, not CP3. Harden already took that team so far. Now you're going to add CP3 to the mix, who's like amazingly important to a team. They're going to be great. Yeah, the, they're going to be great. Those two players alone make that team a contender for top seed in the West. But the OKC Thunder are going to have to figure that out, and that's going to put them at four seed. It's going to be a four, but okay. it's going to be a strong four. Okay. Um, they just don't... How many, how many games do you think they're going to win? I think the Thunder... Out of 82 games. Will win... What am I saying? I was about to say 60. <laughs> um, Sorry, I thought I think was... the Thunder are going to win 47 games. 47 games. 47. I'm going to write this down because I want us to go back. I want us to go back. What do you, what do you say? I, I thought they would be in like the 50s. Okay. What do you think? 55? Like, I, was, I was thinking 55. Yeah. All right. 47, 55. So we think OKC. Take it down. OKC is going to be, well, I'm thinking they're going to be at 55. Mm-hmm. And you think they're going to be at 47. Yep. Okay. We shall see. And I, then it's going to be fun to watch. This, t- this year? This year is going to be. I mean, I don't know what the. We'll see what the playoffs bring. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, we all know that next, the Eastern Conference is going to be between the Cavs and. Yeah, Boston. Boston. I'll watch so. that. I love watching that. Um, but outside of that. Eh. And I think it was interesting what Kyrie said when they asked him about. LeBron said at the press conference that. He wonders what he could have done differently to support for Kyrie. the kid. For the kid, these little the, backhanded comments. The things that my colleague, my oh ki- the kid. I only, I only wish the best for the kid. LeBron, LeBron is just saying that, you know, what did I do wrong? Did I not support him enough? Did I not challenge him enough? Did I challenge him too much? Right. Like, what, I wonder what I was it was ready to I give him the done. keys. I was gonna give him the keys to the to the ship whenever he was ready. Just like hand him. When over. he was ready, I was gonna. You didn't think he was ready, LeBron? He was ready. And he so was ready. Kyrie goes, Kyrie's, they asked him, LeBron said, what could he have done better? What would you say to LeBron? Kyrie says, you know, that'll be a conversation he and I have privately as men. I'm not going to give it good. to you here. That, that's good. Yeah, I think Kyrie's a very astute interviewer, uh, interviewee. So I uh, said that I to somebody that. the other day, mm-hmm. and I felt kind of bad saying it, because I was like, he... He has such a smooth voice when he speaks. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I could hear you. Oh, it's speak. like butter. Oh, it is so nice to listen to. Yeah. It makes me find him way more attractive. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, he's already, like, good looking, but just mm-hmm. even more so. And then I was like, and he's so articulate. And then I was like, ooh, I didn't like saying that yeah. to a black man. But he actually does he speak is well. Like, he's very, like, he speaks. He's one of those players, like, him. He's and very it's mindful not, of his words. Yeah, it's not saying that athletes can't be articulate. It means that this guy is especially well-versed mm-hmm. in how to listen to questions, give you thoughtful answers without giving you too much. Right. Because he, he doesn't want to give away the keys to the, to the yeah. whole thing. Nope. Um, I, I thought it was especially good when they asked him the question first. Mm-hmm. He was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was nodding like he got it. And right. And he's like, wait, ask that one more time. It's right. Like, no, go ahead. Before I give you an answer, I want to make sure I heard you right. Right. Okay. Cause you know, you know him. Like in interviews, when I do that, yeah, I'm I already have a, 
right. a spreadsheet. I already have like an outline of what I'm about to tell you. I just want to make sure I hit everything. Yeah, I don't need to. I'm, I'm listening yeah. to you, but I'm not sure I got that. Can you run that by me one more, one more time? time? One more yeah. time. No, th- this is this year is going to be a great year in the league. And Hoodie Mello is just congratulations to Carmelo Anthony for finally getting out of the Knicks organization. It took and honestly, so long. I think that's what his bad juju was. Yeah, his bad juju. He was just in the Knicks. He just and like some Knicks fans are devastated and others are like finally so I'm yeah. like this was just not the place for him he and he well, had he wrote an ama- he wrote a really nice say, um, like dear New York um, it was good this like in uh, this is Mello.com, which was written he very well James Dolan mm-hmm. which I thought was a classy move mm-hmm. even though he didn't need to do that nope um, he did not thank Philip Jackson Philip Jackson. But, also known uh, as Phil Jackson. I, I thought it was great that they both met their demise out of this relationship. Like, it was yeah. just so bad that both had to get out of town. But I appreciate that, that Mello outlasted him. Yeah. I really appreciate that in the article as well as in the interviews, he's like, he said, I'm a product of my environment. And this environment was not the best for him. And yeah. so, thus, even though it wasn't the best for him, even him as a product of what he came out of, was still pretty damn good. So if he was coming from, if he's going to a place where it's supportive and wants the best for him, not saying that the Knicks didn't, it's just different. I wonder what we would have seen if we saw Melo in his prime years Mm -hmm. playing for a different team. Yeah. I wonder what what would have been possible. Yeah. I feel like he he lost a lot of really great potential moments playing here. Yeah. So I'm sad that Melo's leaving. I mean, the best player on the Knicks now is Kristaps Porzingis. He is the we'll see. heir apparent. So yeah, we'll see what happens. He's so lanky that I'm afraid he's going to hurt himself. I know. So I hope we'll he's see. okay. He wears <laughs> those boost technologies, so hopefully that helps on his and back protection. And apparently he's gained some weight, which is good, like gained some muscle weight. Yeah, so hopefully that, that'll help. We're going to watch a, a new, it's, it's kind of, I feel like this must have been where it was like when Patrick Ewing was coming into his own. Yeah. I'm about to watch the next great Nick center emerge. Well, I mean, that's people compare him to Patrick Ewing all the time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. I'm excited. Anything else you want to add on the dribbling section? No, I feel good. Man, can't wait. Thank you, NBA. Thank you for thank you for never disappointing. <laughs> so, all right, let's keep it moving. All right, we are at the final segment of the dabbling and dribbling podcast it is our dope person of the week should i begin sir you shall (laughs) i don't know why i have to be all proper like that anyway so my dope person of the week is former nfl tight end who played for the denver broncos and the baltimore ravens of the national football league shannon sharp he has a girl's name (laughs) just realized that what what constitutes a girl's name and a boy's name? Shannon. Your name is Alex. Names like Shannon, <laughs> Ashley. Those are those are pretty standard girl names. You are being he namist? Wears, he I am a namist. I will <laughs> is own that, that. A... He's he wears it well though. Shannon can be interchangeable if you wear it well. So um totally I fine. yeah, no Shannon, I would say He's a I, brawny man. He is this dude even his suits now in the nfl he was a big guy right but in the in, as an analyst yeah. the suits he wears sharp sharp is his name sharp 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 oh, oh. um so he, okay he's a he's a hall of famer former nfl player um and he's currently a um a, a sports analyst and some would say is one of the most woke spoke spokes 
sports analysts um, in the league and out there right now. Um, and so as we've talked about today, 45 being 45 um, and saying stupid garbage mm. and how um, the NFL players and the coaches and the owners and everybody came together, yeah. you know, some of them, you know, bend at the knee, which yeah. is a Game of Thrones reference, but you wouldn't know that because you don't watch Game of Thrones. Oh, um, is that a TV show? That is a TV okay. show. Okay, let me add that to my list of <laughs> three million TV shows. I, I don't think you would now. like Game of Thrones, though. Okay, thank you for being honest. No, I don't think you would like it. And but would... Insecure, you would love. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> so he, you know, he was, someone asked him, like, what did you think about, you know, all of the protests that happened on mm-hmm. Sunday? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm disappointed and I'm unimpressed. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> and I'm like, let me, let me continue. Elaborate. So, and then he continues, because I can, I can try to paraphrase the things that he said, but the reality is he said it better than I could ever paraphrase it. So he says, cont- continues on during Fox, uh, Fox Sports on un- Undisputed, um, because this is a tipping point of the, of the, because this is the tipping point of the 7,537 things that President Trump has said in the last 50 years. Documented. <laughs> documented, right? Him calling an NFL player an SOB is what bought the NFL, the owners, and its players together. And while some might be moved by the conscience of these NFL owners, it wasn't their conscience that moved them. It was the cash. <laughs> yeah. So he just went on to be like, this is a little too late. Like, this is th- this should have been happening, or this kind of protest and outrage and vocal or nonverbal protesting or outrage that these folks have been doing should have started happening years ago. We've become desensitized. Yeah. He was he called someone he said like I want I can grab him by the pussy and mm-hmm. no one said we we have elected that dude. Yeah. That was deemed permissible. That apparent like let me say, let me grab him by the nuts. Let me call Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig. Right. Let me let me um say let me let me um Mexican. say terrible things about Mex- all the Mexicans because they're all rapists and right. and terrible people, right? We need a Muslim ban, right? We need a Muslim and, and saying terrible things about even the family of the of the Muslim arm. What was it? What was his name? The, um, uh, the veteran. The, the veteran. Um, yeah. The gold star uh, Muslim family, um, and like John just, McCain, war veteran. Oh, I like people who don't get caught. It's like mother. You don't even serve because you said you had flat feet. Like, you didn't serve, dude. Mm-hmm. The guy who, when asked uh, as a young man, mm-hmm. uh, what what features of your two-year-old daughter remind you of your wife? And he her said, legs? Um, she, her legs, but uh, we'll, we'll see in some years if she has the same boobs. Oh, my God. Okay, great. That's gone. Uh, ugh, disgusting. So he, he went on to say that um, he did... You know, that did not shock the very conscience of the seven NFL owners, specifically the seven NFL owners who gave millions of dollars to the inauguration of President Trump. Yep. Um, and now they seem to be all shocked. And that's what he's like. Now they're all shocked? You're surprised? You're surprised? The guy that you contributed to? Right. Like, this is, like, are you kidding me? You financially backed this person? He read them for filth. Yeah. In, in the most, like, matter of fact... Not he didn't. Sure. He raised his voice in a way that was more like, "I'm stern. I'm telling you something." He just wasn't yelling. Yeah. He wasn't Stephen A. Smithing the situation. He was just like deplorable, <laughs> disgraceful. Right. Just like very like this is this is BS. Like awesome, I guess. Yeah, but that's like, cute. It's cute. Like oh. this has been going on for a minute. Yeah. So, 
for all those reasons and because he continues to speak up about bullshit like this yeah. um, and call call people out on their on the garbage that it is that they're trying to do um, and see beyond just what we a lot of people may just see on the surface and mm-hmm. he's much more critical um, so yeah he's my dope person of the week Shannon I, Sharp I agree with that wholeheartedly everything you just said and I just want to say that is really pretty sad mm-hmm. that as grown men mm-hmm. we can look past all of the things that we just mentioned right. to say wait a second you just said that if I protest anything, I I'm should... a son of a bitch. Right. And then I have to fire people? Now I'm upset. Excuse me? Because you're you're hitting my pockets. You're hitting my you're hitting my bank account. Right. That's I have a problem with that. That's pretty sad. Yeah. That's that's we we need to not what we were doing earlier in this podcast, right. like patting people on the back for taking a knee, I will say is as you said earlier. It's a little late for that. Yeah. And I'm sad totally. that the thing that took that was someone calling you a foul name, which is pretty much watered down in media. Like right. SOB is a pretty common term to throw right. around. I was like, wait, you're saying fire me? It's kind of like a dare. It's like, fire me. Mm-hmm. Fire me? You know what? You know what? I'm going to take a knee and essentially to protest your comment they're protesting Trump. They're not protesting the yeah, main issue not. that was yeah. from, from the beginning. I think it's funny that they're appropriating a symbol of police brutality mm-hmm. and anti-racism mm-hmm. to adopt it. Well, what can we do to show that we disagree with what Trump said? We're going to take a knee just to piss him off. I think it's... It's kind of... It's abating. We it's could have abating. done other things. Yeah. So I appreciate the guys who... I think the ones who are a little more woke mm-hmm. to it are like, you know, I'm not only going to take a knee, I'm going to raise a fist. Right. The fist and is going to be representational. And even those who did take a knee were like, I'm doing this because I have kids and I want them to be proud of the fact that yeah. their father stood up for something yes. that was more than just, you know. And the reality is it's 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 a way to protest, right? It's a way to um, – it's a way to – Put your your stuff out there, mm-hmm. um, but the reality is not everyone's going to think like that. Good choice. Yeah. Like, so Shannon like, Sharp. I like what you did there. He's he's a, and he's someone that I've followed for a while, and I'm I'm glad to showcase him mm. on our cast. Well done. Who's yours, bud? Mine is Cameron. Cameron. K. That's a, a- that's a nice name. K A M R Y N. I won't disclose the last name mm-hmm. or the high school where she plays volleyball. Oh, so she's underage. She is a high school volleyball player. Mm-hmm. And in her one of her most recent games, and it's going around social media, so you may have seen this already. I but actually did, yeah. There's the picture of her on her knee. Yeah. At the volleyball game when everyone else is standing for the national anthem. And all of them are white. All of them are white. Except for her. She goes to one of those suburban schools mm-hmm. out there with the Range Rovers in the student parking right, lot. Right, 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 right. She, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing a out more ideas. more predominantly white institution. Yeah, possibly. she's out there by herself on this knee, and the other players are just up there, just looking on toward the flag, supposedly off, uh, off frame from mm-hmm. the photo. But Cameron is there just, hey, I'm also here for the anthem, but I'm taking a knee, and you know why. Black girl... Mm-hmm. mother's words mm-hmm. you hear from her what things her you don't hear specifically what her daughter was hearing mm-hmm. but her daughter was 
let's say not supported by her teammates. I'm not. And I'm and I'm and I'm not gonna cast judgment in that statement and say how dare they and shame and all that stuff because these are probably we're 16, 16 year old white 14, girls 15, yeah. who have lived under their parents' roofs and see what their parents give them and live a life that Cameron and her family don't, mm. and they think hey, we all play volleyball, we all go to the same school, what are you upset about? I don't understand right. why you're disgracing the flag. I just saw you during second period chemistry and right. everything was cool. Why right. are you pissed off now? Um, it's not theirs to know and it'll take young people a while to come into that like it does for all of us. Mm. Like we all have our different yeah. stages of development. But at least for right now, Cameron as a, as a high school black girl mm. is strong enough in her moral fortitude to say i understand that this makes me less popular with my teammates yeah i understand that the social pressures of my peers will tell me not to do this i'm gonna do it anyway i'm gonna do this and i know Damn. i'm young and maybe i don't have the language around this that i i want to have i'm not a mega mega sports star yeah i'm not lebron james but when you're mother takes a picture of you and she's so proud mm. that you have the guts to do that in front of your peers to stand out from the pack that means a lot as a teenager yeah and uh i just really want to say i'm it's going around the internet but the more i look at that picture every time mm. i think cameron has when i look at some of the players who are not kneeling mm -hmm. in those stadiums the, the grown men yeah. who choose grown -ass men. not to do that and Cameron as a girl is, is out there on her knee I just think that's so brave I just think that's really impressive so my, my dope person of the week is Cameron uh, all star volleyball player and uh, role model for yes. a lot of young women out there and men yeah take a take a page from her book damn I, go like, girl could, I, like, would I do that I was an athlete in high school would I do that I don't know. I don't know if I would have been conscious enough to do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and it, we also went to high school at a very different time. Like, there was no social media. The closest thing yeah. was, like, Friendster. And we had, like, I MySpace. I don't know what that is. Oh, MySpace, yeah. No, yeah, MySpace, Friendster, AIM. Like, we weren't talking about, you know. Some people called it AIM. I was like, just call it AIM. What are you doing? <laughs> AIM. AIM. Um, yeah, so that's wild. This, Man. this this cast happened earlier in the week than we would normally do it because just so much has been lit. A fire has been lit that's so hot right now. Yeah. It's hard not to talk about it. And uh, We weren't going to even do it earlier because we were like, like, everything is happening. Yeah. And I just, Cameron, seriously, like, that's freaking amazing. Come on the cast. Tell us why you're doing this because it's, like, we, I have an assumption of why she, you're doing where, it, but, like, you, where did you learn this? Was it your parents? Well, was we don't it... know what she's learned. No, but like something has told her to do, and clearly her mom has posted something yeah. out there. So, I mean, what what are you learning? Where did you learn it from? And how can we do better so more people understand <sighs> Damn. and be more conscious? Damn. I just, never before mm -hmm. have I seen sports this much interwoven into mm -hmm. the national conversation. conversation? I, I just, this... This administration it gives me all the good feels. I don't. I don't know. Well, the administration doesn't give me all the good feels. No, so. no, no. Sure. Yeah. But I, I just think wherever we're going from this point forward is going to be a place that a lot of people weren't ready for, but right. is necessary. Yeah. And uh, if nothing else, it was good after a presidency like the one we just had for eight years to see something so drastically different to unearth 
all of the uh, the nastiness and the gunk and the muck that was underneath that. It was always there. It was always yeah. there. But it's and like, it's, let's bring it out. Yeah. It's, it was only exacerbated by having someone in office like Obama mm-hmm. to say, all right, we're going to make these changes to help out the LGBTQ community. Yeah. We're going to advocate for people of color. We're going to look at prison reform. We're going to reunite with Cuba. We're going to look at health care reform to help people with pre-existing conditions and other things happening. We're going to do more to support the common good of America, common good so far as what we understand it to be as just and right. Right. You come in with that many sweeping changes and some people are sitting there like okay we're not in a position of power we can't speak up against this guy because he's black people are gonna call us racist i'm just gonna like keep this low key and then you bring in a guy who says mexicans are rapists and drug dealers and killing people and And a lot of people feel like those things are real yeah and like you know what they're taking our jobs and white supremacy there's something to that maybe that's okay because hey they're good people yeah so now people are out there in full force speaking up on their mind and that mind is a little problematic and it's the time for players athletes coaches ownership to look at their fan base and say who are we really serving and who do we want to serve yeah this the the writing's on the wall right what side are you going to be on yeah i mean it's the artists it's the it's the athletes it's the it's those change agents that do kind of like really big things for the world you know um, when when Rosa Parks sat in front of the bus, she wasn't protesting the transportation industry. Mm-hmm. She was protesting the bullshit that was the laws. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, now we're not... The, and a lot of people are upset because there's, it's confusion, because it's not clear. This is ambiguous and it's hard right. for people because... People are like, what's next after what this pro- what, are you yeah, tell- what are you What is the protest? Yeah. What are you asking for? People are like, what are you asking for? Are you asking for legislate? What's the bill that you right. want signed? President Trump is great at signing things. We'll give him a piece of paper. Yeah. Just tell him what you want him to sign. Take him to a Denny's. There's nothing... <laughs> Take him but, to the yeah, yeah, it's, He'll like, just sign everything. You give him, you give him that thing that we talked about in the last cast of uh, a declaration against uh, hate and white supremacy mm. or whatever. Yeah, I and signed it. I signed it. So it's good now, right? It's a mindset mm-hmm. and an awareness and a consciousness that doesn't exist on paper. That's yeah. what it, And that's what's so hard for people to say, what are you asking for? Right. We're asking you to be invested in learning. And it's hard. It's, a, it's not one course. It's right. a lifelong interest yeah. in just... So going, rounding this back to Popovich mm-hmm. and what he said of white privilege is something you don't understand if you're white. Right. It's just Because not, you never had to. You don't need to understand what it's like to have a psychological and physical framework mm-hmm. that allows you to succeed. And, it, well, it's different because I live in a rural area and the, you can't yeah. tell me that we're... No, there's more to be unpacked there than yeah. just your geographic location and your means and your economics there's more to being white than just your economic situation that serves as an advantage for you. But unless you're willing to, and Macklemore said this on white privilege too, mm-hmm. his, his uh, second version of that, he said, you know, what are you willing to give up? Mm. Because right now you're at an advantage that wasn't earned in mm. a lot of respects. Yeah. Are you willing to give up something in order to make a more just society? Mm. And until we're willing to do that, someone was, I was talking to someone uh, who was a friend of mine, well, a friend of a friend who's black, and she went to a protest uh, rally uh, meeting of sorts, and there was a picture of her with 
a few Muslim mm-hmm. members, one of whom is wearing a hijab, mm-hmm. and s- people are responding positively on mm-hmm. social media, and, but then you obviously get a troll who puts right. in something of, you terrorist liars, mm-hmm. problems with our country, you're right. killing and plotting and all this sort right. of nonsense. And uh, you see that come up, and it's coming from a place of fear. Yeah. Ignorance. Not knowing, yeah. ignorance, and trouble dealing with ambiguity mm-hmm. of just things being shades of gray, yeah. and not being able to understand the complexities of that. And I have compassion and and understanding for that. That I can say, hey, I don't hate you. I love you. Right. You're a brother of mine, and come by my side. Let's talk about this. Right. I have more questions than answers for you. Right. Let me unpack. What but you're even saying. that is exhausting, right? It's, like as a person a who. Like, what you're talking about is people need to be lifelong learners, whether they are whatever side of the spectrum they are on in the situation. It, it takes a lot of learning and unlearning, mm-hmm. and unlearning is really uncomfortable. Challenging. And it's very, it's just very uncomfortable. It's it, very uncomfortable. It asks you to forget what you've always, always believed. Yeah, and, and was taught to you by maybe someone that you care about or someone that you respect and love, and then... You're like, ooh, maybe I, I shouldn't think this way about whatever. So, but 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 to what, there's a long way to go. The long way to go, but to the point of giving something up. This friend of mine was also talking around this topic, mm-hmm. and the the issue of colorism came up. So like even Oof. in the photos, like people, someone said about the photo, the only cute one in the photo is so and so. Of the five people, only her, and she was the light skinned one in the photo, and. Uh, she said this, and I was like, oh, my God. And um, the person thought I was, like, agreeing with the person in the photo. And uh, they said, wait, Alex, are you telling me you don't believe that because of the shade of your skin, there are certain privileges that you are given in life that benefit you mm-hmm. more than someone of a darker shade? It's like, a hundred percent. Yeah, you're like, no, you're that's... Around, do yeah. I believe in colorism as a thing that impacts uh, yes, my life? Yes, I do. A thousand percent. <laughs> and I could identify for you many of the ways it's benefited me mm-hmm. more than a person who's darker than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are ways that I won't know that it benefits me because I don't have to see... You don't have to think about it. That, yeah, I don't get to see how it uh, conversely uh, affects someone else who's yeah. darker. So, I mean, but Most that's Most people me. don't hold their purses closer to them when they see you. Exactly. Because you're, light, you're lighter skinned and you, and you seem approachable. I, I, yeah, I try to smile as much as possible. And it, ha- <laughs> <laughs> just, <That's-> it hurts <laughs> enough that you can see the veins in my neck. I just want to make it aggressively friendly. Um, but, but that's me saying I recognize that I need to sometimes give up space mm-hmm. for someone else who may not have the complexion that I have yeah or I need to make sure to give someone else an opportunity um, that they may not get because of their complexion or whatever um, if I have the opportunity to do that be considerate of that uh, framework because historically disadvantaged yeah those groups are um, what will I do for a more just society mm. um, no that was just that was oh. anyway so yeah anyway we Popovich said it best and I think uh, the leagues around professional sports are starting to get it, and I'm looking forward to more of this to come. Yeah, it's gonna. Don't stop here. Yeah, it's it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah. But sometimes you have to go through the valley to. Let's get aggressive. Get, you know, to get to where you need to go. Be aggressive. Be, Be aggressive. aggressive. <laughs>
All right. Well, that was our cast um, for for today. Um, and as always, it was lovely. Hope you all follow us, and uh, we'll get back to you all in a, in a couple weeks. Thanks. See ya. Thank you.